Well, as I look out uh, at community church here, I've prayed with most of you. We've been in the trenches together for a while anyways, hey? So, so I, I've, I've been asked to teach on intercession, prophetic intercession specifically. I understand that uh, most of you have been on a prophetic track, so I want to cover some of the prophetic because the prophetic and intercession is tied hand in hand. I mean, really the difference to me is in the prophetic, we are being an orator and our, our, our crowd, if you will, is other humans. As an intercessor, our main crowd is heaven. That's one of the differentiating. differentiating. So tonight's going to be kind of prophetic intercession 101. Next week, we'll kind of go to prophetic intercession 201. I'm just, I'm not a teacher, um, but I want to lay some foundation so we all understand what I'm talking about when we say prophetic intercession and intercession. And then um, I want to open it up for questions. I know there's questions that, that and, and Holy Spirit is faithful to guide us as a collective. So one of the things that is happening across Canada, and as many of you know, I'm uh, the spiritual leader of the Canadian Firewall. I was sent to Canada as a prayer mandate. We've been sent from an apostolic center in the United States, and uh, they commissioned us with a appeal to heaven flag, which really is a Christmas tree that uh, is on a flag. And I was a little bit offended because we personally don't celebrate Christmas, but we do celebrate the Hebrew feast. I thought, commissioning is a Christmas. I'm not going to Santa Claus. Like, I, what, what is this? And what I understood from that commissioning afterwards when I looked it up, because I had no idea, the appeal to heaven flag, and one of the things that we carry for the nation, is, is that the appeal to heaven flag was a, a righteous revolution before the formation of America. And it was, a, it was a prayer movement, but it was about righteous revolution, and it, and it caused uh, the U.S. to be founded. And so we're in a righteous revela- re- revolution in Canada now, and we need the prayer. And so there has been a prayer movement that has been birthed and is going. Canadian Firewall's part, part of that. COVID has really just, in a lot of ways, amplified. There was a prayer movement happening before, but it was like all of a sudden people had, didn't, had time and the topic of prayer and intercession became hot, a hot topic. The other thing that we've seen in the body of Christ in the last few years is such honor to the intercession and the prophetic intercession. So often it's been that the prophetic intercession has been relegated to kind of the back room and you never really see. But God is highlighting the necessity of prophetic intercession and the importance for the fulfillment of God's heart in the nations. So James 5.16 says, the effective prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. So we all know a lot of the common verses when it comes to prayer and intercession. So I just want to write that down, the effective prayer of a righteous man, and highlight a couple of words here. James 5.16. This word here and this word here. Effective is, uh, the root word is energio, 17.54. In the Strong's, energio. And it's active, efficient, mighty, and it works. Or it's another way to say efficient, it works. Prayer is the root word 2172, and it's a wish in the Strong's. Pray K 
can and would or can, wi can wish. We as the body of Christ, we're all on this journey together, me, you, everyone. It's about the effectiveness. So we can pray a lot, but the question is how effective are we in prayer? And so one of the hallmarks of a prophetic intercessor is there's fruit from it, and that's one of the measurements. So that's the first kind of key verse, James 5.16. The second key verse is 1 Timothy 2.1. And I want to highlight this one because one of the things we have to understand is what is the differences between prayer and intercession, prayer and thanksgiving, supplication, petition. Those are all different forms of interaction with the Godhead. And why does the Lord delineate those words for us? So 1 Timothy 2.1 says, first of all, then I urge you that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings. Now some of, depending on the version of the Bible that you read, it'll say intercessions as opposed to thanksgiving. But th that word petitions and thanksgiving is basically the same root word. Be made on behalf of all men. So this is the part where we're stepping into the gap. I'm just gonna highlight the few words that I wanna do here. Entreaties, prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings. So entreaties is root word 1162, which is a prayer, supplication, or request. Prayer is root word 4335, which is prayer again, worship, and oratory. Petitions is root word 1783, which is really interesting to me. An interview, a coming together, to visit and converse for a cause. This word thanksgiving is also translated intercession. So the root word is that for which an interview is held. It's a conference and a conversation, a petition and supplication. So I want you to see it as kind of two different things. Prayer and entreaties and petitions and intercessions. And the reason is, is one is born out of mostly our need. It's where we're praying out of our soul. So we often will pray, we do it out of habit. We pray for our food, that's a prayer. We pray that people are protected driving on the road. So that's, that's, God hears those prayers. He answers those prayers. What we're focused on is the petitions and intercession, which requires a dialogue, and that's why it's prophetic intercession. It requires a dialogue to hear the heart and mind of God. And basically, the difference between a prophet who's saying that he's receiving the, or, the, the mind of Christ, the, 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 um, the words of God, and he's speaking it out to a crowd— an intercessor is receiving them and basically saying them back to God so he can, so that he can act. Okay? So this is, this is the difference. I've done this with the Canadian firewall so that we delineate between what we're talking about for prophetic intercession versus prayer. The Canadian firewall is primarily a prophetic intercessor. That does not mean that prayer in its form, isn't effective either. So if you're just, if you're a prayer person and uh, form prayer is really important to you and you go through a list, 
powerful stuff, awesome stuff, but what we're focused on tonight is the intercession side. So I want to talk about prophetic expression and then how it plays into intercessors. And so there's seven prophetic expressions that I want to highlight tonight. Uh, seers, and I've talked to a few of you about seers. Those are people who receive uh, a lot of dreams and visions. Uh, the prophetic expression can be proclaimers of God's corporate purpose. Procl uh, number three is proclaim God's heart standard for his people. Number four is those who proclaim the church's social responsibility and moral action. And I would say even that's an apostolic prophetic person. That's a call to action. You'll see that as a call. They'll get a word from the Lord, and then there's a call of action. Uh, five is those who speak forth administrative strategy of God with an apolitical slant. Six is prophetic worship leaders who usher in the manifest presence of God. And seven is prophetic intercessors who pave the way for prophetic fulfillment. So when we came to Community Church, I was so pleased to see the three hallmarks of prophetic or the, the DNA that I carry. Prophetic, worship, and intercession. You will find with prophetic intercessors, they love to worship. You cannot exclude the prophetic from worshipers. They're at the heart of who they are, is worshipers. So if I was doing a prophetic track with you, I would divide the prophetic into two main groups. Group number one of the prophetic utterance is exhortation, encouragement, and confirmation. So these are often identity-type words that we share with, you know, God's called you to this, they're destiny words, I really see that you walk in purity. Those are all kind of, I call them warm and fuzzy words, and they're wonderful words to receive. God has used those types of words in my life to really set me in certain, certain um, focal points. And then there's kind of the advanced prophetic expression, and that is foretelling of the future. It is correction of the church, and it is direction. And so we ask, so often with prophetic, we're hearing the voice of God, and then we want to release the voice of God. And so one of the things what we want to do with you is to discern, especially around correction, you start to see sin in people's lives. Is that something that you need to confront them with, or is that something that you need to intercede, intercede on? So there is a difference between those. I want to talk as well because it's so connected the path of the prophetic and the path of the intercession. So there is a pattern within our walk with the Lord. The prophetic, it takes a long time for God to develop the accuracy and the kind of punch with the prophetic. Often you'll hear that a true prophet, it takes 20 plus years to develop a true prophet. And... Um, what I'll say around the intercession is, is let's not despise the small beginnings. You know, I often, well, when's my 20 years? These are kind of just loose, loose um, guidelines, but God develops us. And one of the very key things is why so long? Most prophetic people, most prophetic intercessors come from a very, um, difficult background. There's a pattern within the context. They go through a tremendous amount of testing. They, they go through a tremendous amount of um, breaking, and they learn how to stay in the secret place, develop intimacy with the Lord, and really learn 
the nuance of the voice of God. And it takes time. And so in an advanced class, what we want to see is, is that we're, we know where our wounds have been, where our scar tissue is when we bump up against. And one of the dangers of prophetic intercessors is we can, we can defile the spirit if we pray from a place of woundedness because we're praying from a place of judgment. So we need to be aware. If we operate in an orphan spirit, we need to understand when we get nudged and bumped up against. And it's part of the testing that God does in our life, and it's part of the development. And so one of the things that I want to leave you with tonight is ask the Lord, because we all have wounds in our life, and it's just part of our human experience, but ask the Lord to highlight those because there's freedom. Christ indeed died so that we would have freedom in these areas. So we can all pray prophetically. However, a prophetic intercessor is not only equipped with insight from the Spirit, but the prophetic intercessor becomes the vessel in whom the Spirit himself prays. In whom the Spirit himself prays. Which means we get taken over. We get possessed by the Spirit. And so this last Sunday when Mark was talking about the hinge, I actually saw in the spirit, so I'm a seer, but I actually was seeing in the spirit, the key to the hinge is to be so unhinged. God, in 1 Peter 2.9, it talks about us being a royal priesthood, a possession, a possession of the Lord. And it's been in the last few weeks where I've started to understand what he's saying. He wants us so... so in the deliverance ministry, for example, we, we talk about people that are possessed by the enemy and we have to cast the devil out and whatever. But there's this opposite thing that happens where God wants to so possess us that he can flow with, through us in complete purity and complete. And so emotions need to be put in check. Wounds need to be... It's an emotional thing that happens, but we're just given over to the power of the Spirit. And so things come flying out of our mouth, manifestations happen that we're not even expecting because we're so possessed. And my interest in teaching tonight is, is that the prophetic intercession, that there would be a company of those that are trained, and it wouldn't just be the isolated ones in the closet, but there's a whole company or a whole army of God that are well-trained in the expression of prophetic, in the expression of prophetic intercession to see some of the big giants in the land get taken out. Amen? So Anna and Ezekiel... Um, were two that were possessed by the Spirit. Elijah was possessed by the Spirit. There was many. Even Peter, when he came out of the upper room, was so possessed by the Spirit that he spoke in other tongues and it was in other languages and people got saved. So it, there is a tie to salvation as well. So I just want to do a little kind of quiz with you guys tonight. Um, you have 10 fingers. There's 17 signs that you're a prophetic intercessor. I got labeled a prophetic intercessor. I had no idea actually what that even meant. I thought, well, labels are labels. And I want to say this about the labels that we give each other in the body of Christ. I don't want you to hear that that's a limiting word. You know, sometimes we hear, well, you're a pastor, and that just means you're in this narrow lane. 
But the prophetic intercessor or the prophetic, it moves. There's a lot of expression within the expression within the prophetic. There's a lot of manifestation. There's a lot of ex- expression. So these, if you get to ten fingers on your hand, likely. I would label you as a prophetic intercessor. There's nothing wrong with not being a prophetic intercessor, but this is, this is the being given over to uh, the intercession. So 17 signs. One, God has called you to pray. I know I'm in good company because we've prayed lots together, and I know that many of you are intercessors, but God has called you to pray. So if that's you, that's me, you know, secretly put in a thumb. You place a high volume of prayer. Now, this house is a prophetic house, and so there's, it draws a lot of prophetic intercessor types. Uh, number three, significant answers to your prayers. Four, tend to pray more when urged by the Holy Spirit. Five, find it harder to pray when people assign a prayer as a task. Six, receive revelation from the Holy Spirit concerning when and how to pray. Seven, spontaneous in expression of your prayer gift. Eight, strong sense of intimacy with the Holy Spirit when you pray. Nine, travail is familiar to you. So travail is wordless groans and weepings. Hannah travailed. Elijah travailed. He prayed for rain in a birthing position. Ten, sometimes you pray in the realm of mystery. Eleven, may feel as though you are personally involved. Twelve, you know the secret place of prayer, which means you're hidden. Often you're not understood. Now this house, I would say that many, because of the expression that Mark carries in many of us, that you're understood. Um, I've spent most of my life not in the DNA of these types of places, and often you're misunderstood. And you're not appreciated, because it's foreign for most believers. And that's okay. I mean, it is what it is. 13, you have a deep satisfaction in prayer. Let me go back to number 12. These three things, you're hidden, you're not understood, and not appreciated. God will work incredibly deeply in your life so that you don't need to be appreciated, you don't need to be understood, and it's okay for you to be hidden. I had to learn. I spent a long time learning that it was okay not to stand on the stage and say, thus saith the Lord. I had to learn to speak a language that was in love for others prophetically to people because the word of the Lord doesn't need a defense and it doesn't need a showmanship to go with it. So we learn culture often in places, but it doesn't nullify the word of the Lord if we don't have kind of the flash and bag that, that the charismatics have. Now, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy groaning on stage, so, you know, I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying that he does a very deep work over the years. It's like the stone in the water with the rough edges. The more water that goes over that stone, the rounder it gets, and it can resonate. There's a prophetic word. It can resonate in the spirit without as much disturbance as a square stone, okay? So 13, deep satisfaction in prayer. 14, sent by God to be in certain places at particular times. That We'll cover more of that in kind of 201 intercession, which are prophetic assignments. Uh, 15, journeys. The journey can be lonely at time. 
This is very, very important to understand, and many are stuck right here in the journey of the loneliness. Uh, 16, challenge to fully release the burden of the Spirit in prayer. I'm guessing that in this house, that's going to be one of the things that we're going to work on, how to get the release. Uh, 17, prefer prayer meetings that have some room for listening to and being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, in prayer. So those are prayer meetings where it's usually dominated by one person and it's very liturgical, right? So it's a list of things. I pray for the government because I'm supposed to. I pray for Israel because I'm supposed to. I pray for um, healing because I'm supposed to. It's very kind of obligatory type prayer as opposed to the life of the spirit surging and rushing through us. Part of prophetic intercession is learning how to, how to leverage what I call um, putting the revelation like a fire hydrant. It's like that, that valve gets turned loose and it's just this rush of revelation and, and it it's becomes all-consuming. So we learn over time how to navigate within that stream and it's not so, so um, intense. So those are... Did anyone in this room get to at least 10 of those? Most of you guessing that you were already at 10. So we have a prophetic intercessor company here. Um, That doesn't mean if you didn't get to 10, that the spirit doesn't come upon you at times and that you intercede prophetically, but your, your, your leaning isn't toward prophetic intercession. Famous intercessors from Bible times. Daniel, you'll know that you're a perfected intercessor because you love the prophetic books. Daniel, Esther, Jeremiah, Elijah, it's next to impossible to separate the prophetic from the intercession, right? So we have Abraham. He stood for Sodom and Gomorrah. Is prophetic intercession a spiritual gift? Yes, it is. A prophetic, it is a spiritual gift. It falls under the prophetic gift set. And I would say, and you won't probably hear many people say this part, it's also part of the administration of the gospel. So what do I mean by that? We have seen the administration of the gospel is somebody that does clerical duties for an established local church. That's not what the Lord is talking about. The administration of the gospel is, is understanding what's happening in the spirit and pulling it into the natural realm. See, prophetic intercession is about God's kingdom be done as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. He is the head, we are the body. He needs a body to establish his will in the earth realm. So we will not get fruit unless we start to confess with our mouth what God is saying in heaven. That's how we pull it into the now. So what happens often to prophetic intercessors, because they have nobody to talk to, they just get download after download after download, and they become what I call stagnant waters because they don't get a release. And it, 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 it's hard on our flesh because the word of God is perfect and it's alive, 
and it's vibrating in us and we, we don't have a way to confess it. And so one of the things that I do with a lot of prophetic people is give them a place to uh, confess what the Lord is saying. And it's interesting that, that they're hearing very well from Holy Spirit. They don't know that they are because they haven't talked to anybody else, but I become kind of a bridge between many intercessors across Canada, and there's these giant themes that come out that the intercessors are picking up all across the nation. And so one of the things that we're doing right now is releasing them to speak what is God saying. We all prophesy in part. We all hear in part. And so he's giving us a bigger picture, a clearer picture of what he wants to do. Uh, the last thing I want to say about prophetic intercession is you're anointed for prophetic intercession. You have an appointment per, for prophetic intercession. And there's an assignment. Some of those assignments are a moment in time. Some of those assignments are lifelong assignments. Many prophetic intercessors are contending, and there's three levels of prophetic intercession or expressions of prophetic intercession, or uh, let me say, contexts of prophetic intercession. One is very personal. So we're contending for our kids, our grandkids, for salvation. Typically, uh, we're carrying um, our kids, maybe their college education, but it's very personal. It's, 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 um, it's personal intercession. Then we have regional or corporate intercession for the local house or the region, which would be Spruce Grove in this case or Parkland County. And then there's national intercession. So I'm a national intercessor, so I carry a burden for the nations, not just Canada. And so... Um, God will come upon me, and I'll have insight and prophetic intercession on for Canada. Um, and so whoever's aligned, and this is part of kind of Lesson 201 or next week's, the 201, when you start to align with other apostles or prophetic people or ministries or intercessors that have national mandates, what you'll start seeing in your life is... Uh, uh, an up-leveling of the intercession, and a broader uh, authority in the intercession, okay? So I've said a lot. It's kind of the foundation of intercession. This house, as I've stated before, is a prophetic intercession worship. Mark goes after it time and time and time again. God is pinpointing in Canada not only the need for intercession, but we're in a move of the Spirit when it comes to prophetic intercession. Many, many are being healed in a moment. Many, many are being upgraded in a moment. Um, one of the words that came here from Mark, but one of the things that I've been seeing is there's an army which is a swarm. And so it's something when we go after individually, uh, maybe a giant or a throne or a demonic principality. It's a whole other thing when an entire army goes after, goes after um, these things. And so my heart has been to see at least 7,000 prophetic intercessors be raised up in Canada. That's the vision that I have. Um, when we built the firewall, I said to Art, um, and I didn't even know about the you know, his dreams about firewall. I said, I do believe that God is doing something unique in the prophetic intercession realm. And I believe that it's time to knit together intercessors from all across the nation. And in that, we will create a net for the harvest. Amen. So that's, that's kind of my heart. That's the foundation of prophetic intercession.